0: Welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Nowlin. Well, today, uh, we're living in some pretty tough times. Things are happening in Ukraine that we never believed we would see in our lifetime. And I have a soft spot for what's going on after spending a number of years in the early days, in the early to mid-90s, working in this part of the world, a lot of time in Ukraine, and uh, being a part of an incredible movement In that time of evangelism, seeing the miraculous, seeing churches planted in an area that had no access to the gospel prior to that, uh, distributing Bibles, it was incredible. And so I have a deep love for uh, Ukraine, actually for that whole region, and it's really a heartbreaker to see what's happening there. I cannot believe that we're seeing this in our day and age, but it just goes to show that uh, there is a kingdom of darkness, and there's a kingdom of light, and there's a lot of conflict still. So today I have the quick privilege here of interviewing Pastor Josh Wilson. He's the senior pastor at New Heights Bentonville in Arkansas. And Pastor Josh and I have known each other for a number of years, really respect what he's done and his ministry. And he recently posted on Facebook and Instagram an incredible account of a prayer meeting that they had in church. Uh, During their services last Sunday, so on February 27th, that was incredibly specific prayer time, but also then uh, escalated into incredible on-the-spot responses from Ukraine about answers to prayer, stuff that was directly in line with what they had been praying When I saw that, I felt this is really important. body of Christ needs to hear this, really understand and really resonate with uh, the faith that was being uh, exercised in this prayer time, but also be encouraged that their prayers really matter. Your prayers really matter. And so we're going to spend a little bit of time here, get to interview Pastor Josh and also a key individual named Brittany who was involved in this prayer meeting. She's also got a lot of history in ukraine as a missionary so she knows a lot of people there and she was the one that received the response text from the pastor in ukraine that was indicating direct answers to prayer for what was happening in bentonville so josh welcome to the program
1: jonathan how are you man
0: i'm doing all right thank you yeah just um maybe share you know we got a few minutes here but maybe share uh what happened you know how did this even start happening and this prayer time, and you know when it was, what was going on? Because we're going to talk with Brittany as well, but uh, this will be really good to for people to hear this because I don't think in the body of Christ at large, a lot of people maybe aren't taking this real seriously. And not only is that sad in its own way, but it's also they're missing an opportunity to make a profound difference uh, in you know what's going on in the world. So anything we can do to share here and exhort people that this could be anybody, anybody in the body of Christ could do this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'd say Jonathan, that when things really started ramping up on Thursday and into Friday, I was just watching the news and this is the first war that you could really keep track of on social media. so it was on, right. I was on Twitter and I was, I was following people that were on the ground uh, in Ukraine and, I just began to feel a real burden in my heart uh, for what was going on. And um, in our church, uh, we, we plan, I mean, we plan our sermon series out over a year. We have every Sunday mapped out, but we never want to be so uh, married to our plans that we, we aren't open to the Holy spirit and what he's doing. And this right. just felt like one of those moments where uh, it, it was, it would have been, I think a miss uh, to, to not pay attention to what God was doing. And so we, uh, I texted our elders. I said, here's what I'm feeling. Um, I want to call an audible. And instead of teaching through Genesis, which is what we've been doing, we decided, Hey, we're going to have a, a prayer service on a Sunday morning. And so oh, wow. I gave a little bit of, uh, yeah, I gave a little bit of a uh, just a grounding in why we pray and, and how we respond to the times that we're experiencing right now. Um, but then we spent the majority of our time together just praying. And, and so, uh, and yeah, this that's, that's, was just that's yesterday, ha- ha- right?
0: On February 27th.
1: Yeah. February 27th on Sunday morning during our regular church services.
0: Okay. So you shuffled out what was planned for the service and then you guys decided, let's just go for this and really go in on prayer and intercession for what's going on. And uh, did that happen in both services or how did that look for the whole morning?
1: Yeah, we, we kind of uh, adapted the plan for the whole morning. So okay. both services, we decided, hey, we're, we're going to pray.
0: Wow. And so what happened? You know, what, what was it like for people to make that shift and dive in? Like what led to some of these specific prayers that I saw in the post, things that were being asked for? Were those just coming up naturally or was there some kind of uh, leadership guidance on that?
1: Yeah, you know, I I gave I gave some guidance. It was a little bit more general. I mean, we were praying for not only uh, Ukraine but Russia and 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 a lot of the the protests that are going on in Russia and the Body of Christ that that exists everywhere. And so, world leaders and and this seems this is a seminal moment right now that we're we're in, and we want to be discerning and pay attention and, and so. Um, I gave some general prayer points, but then we encouraged people to move their chairs around and circle up. And and it's funny because we have, you know, visitors and new people who've never been to our church before. And this is their first experience. And uh, it it was just incredible. Uh, So some of the specifics in the post that you saw uh, were just things that came up in my little prayer circle. Okay. Um, And it's, and it's stuff that my wife, Katie and I have been praying for a couple of days. Just, we believe God can intervene supernaturally in the world. And so we were praying that missiles would disappear and fall to the ground. We're praying that bullets would, uh, you know, curve and go in different directions and just asking God to, to intervene super. We we were specifically praying that, that uh, the Lord would bring confusion to uh, enemy or Russian soldiers like we see him do in the old testament at different times with some of the armies. And so yeah, we were just in in kind of a moment of intercession and desperation on Sunday morning. And then uh yeah, it was it was really it was really powerful.
0: And then uh you know Brittany was in the service. Is that right? The
1: uh yeah Brittany was in the service and she was in in my prayer group. So we were kind of in the same prayer group during uh, Sunday morning and Brittany ha- has worked in the Ukraine has a longstanding history, still has significant relationships with uh, people who are doing ministry with FCA, with local churches, with, um, with a lot of people over in the Ukraine. And, and so we were praying for some of those people specifically by name on Sunday. Okay. And she was, she was sending uh, pictures uh, of our prayer gathering to some of her pastor friends over there during the service. Wow! And, and, um, and then I didn't know this until we had already begun second service, but she had received a text back from her, her pastor friend named Igor. And uh, he, he said, Hey, uh, listen, God is answering your prayers. He's really battling for us. And, and then kind of verbatim started, repeating back some of the things we were praying specifically, which was just so encouraging to me. Um, It it was one of those moments where, where even as a pastor or Christian, I'm like, God's real. He's, he's real. He's intervening in the world. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah.
0: So what I see in the response, you know, from him in this text message, this, that you posted, he says, please tell your people because of their prayers, God really fights our battles, The rockets disappear in the air without reaching our homes. No one knows where they went. Uh, Enemy tanks are running out of fuel. Russian troops are getting lost. Um, Asking locals for food and directions. That is definitely God because we're dealing with the second strongest army in the world. And this morning in Kiev, other major cities were still free. And in Lviv, we didn't have to run to the basements. So that does sound very specific. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. When when Brittany showed me the text, I was just blown away that not just that God would answer those prayers, because I believe he does, he can, but how immediate, uh, his immediate response in that moment, I think was just affirming uh, in what we were doing. Stop, you know, kind of throwing out business as usual and deciding, hey, we're going to pray because this matters.
0: Yeah. And how have you, how have you you know, are you continuing to cultivate this with the church, or how are you guys progressing at this point? Because we're kind of in a long situation here. I mean, this is a an ongoing catastrophe, and you know, what do you do as in your role as a senior pastor to bring this along?
1: Yeah, I, I think one of the things that's really important is continuing to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and what He's doing, and I don't think we can afford to to kind of put our hand our heads in the sand and kind of ignore what's going on in the world, particularly when things are, are, are ramping up. The friction is, is, is really hot right now it, as far as the geopolitical situation in the world. And so, yeah. so I think the first part for me as a leader is I, I need to be aware of what is happening. And then I need to be open to the Holy spirit's leading. If he decides he wants to change something. And so we've actually done this the past two weeks. Okay. Um, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, Ukraine focused two weeks ago, uh, but it, it was it was more focused on living the spirit filled life, being responsive to the Holy Spirit, and so we had some conservative ministry time a couple of weeks ago too. So I was even reticent to, to change plans again because I didn't want right. I didn't want to uh, you know make such a fundamental shift that we're flaky now and we're just going to do whatever. Uh, on a Sunday morning, but it just, you know, w- when God is speaking, it just feels like we have to pay attention. So I, I looked for confirmation from our leaders and elders, and we decided to move forward again. And so, yeah. um, so paying attention to what's going on, and then creating spaces within our our gatherings to pray. And so sometimes it'll look like the whole service; other times it'll look like. Uh, having uh, corporate prayer times uh, together um, or small group prayer times. But we, we definitely want to keep, keep these things in front of our people because God is answering prayers. So yeah. we don't want to stop asking.
0: Yeah. It sounds like you're, you're cultivating kind of a culture of openness to this moving of the spirit on you and the elders and different ones to really respond. It sounds like God's finding available people tapping them on the shoulder and saying, Hey, time to pray. This is it, you know? And yeah, it sounds like you guys are leaning into that. I think it's a really good example. Really hope that, uh, people hearing this will also lean in on this in a, in a sacrificial way. Cause you know, we get a little bit strict sometimes about organized religion on Sunday mornings and it's, you know, Making you know the moment happen with the Holy Spirit, I think is is quite profound, and I think God's confirming that in people who are really leaning in. So the testimonies are what we need to hear. We really need, I think, people need to have this fuel in their engine for faith to really understand that God is going to move in and through this, and He already is. And uh, I th- I think this is this is uh, formative for the body of Christ and a really serious inflection point uh, for. The world around us and the condition of the world. So, yeah, I just was really moved to hear the testimony, see the post, and want to capture a bit of the story and highlight this because I know other leaders, other pastors will hear this, wondering, you know, what do I do? How do I handle this? How do I navigate? So, it's just a little bit of a glimpse of something that that uh, God worked through. It's a good example.
1: Yeah, Amen. Yeah, and, and happy to to share with you and be a part of what you're doing here. And and the things that I would say to other pastors if I had the opportunity or for anybody who's listening would just be the most important thing that we can offer our people is an encounter with God yeah and and sometimes that that means uh we, we kind of throw out the the plan and and we we seek to have a relationship with the person the Holy Spirit who wants to speak to us and I think that we experienced that yesterday morning okay. thanks Jonathan see ya see ya bye
0: So we're here with Brittany Boatman, and uh, she's the one that received the post that we've been talking about with Pastor Josh Wilson from New Heights Church in Bentonville in Arkansas. And she attends the church and has been a missionary in the past in Ukraine and has quite a history and story and a lot of connections there. And so, uh, Brittany, can you unpack the backstory here? How did this happen? How did you get this uh, post? What was going on with the prayer meeting And it's pretty powerful stuff that we saw in there.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, like you said, I was a missionary in Ukraine for about three years, um, back in 2008. Um, I worked personally, I worked with, in Lviv. That's where I lived. Um, we did okay. youth ministry, um, English camps, uh, discipleship training, leadership training, things like that, um, in different cities throughout Ukraine. Um, but mainly working through the local church and, um, so I have kept in touch with these people over the years. I actually have went back in 2013, um, right before the whole Maidan um, out uh, protest happened. Wow. Um, right when Russia started doing their thing um, back in 2014. Right. And um, so as soon as, you know, this happened on, I guess, Wednesday for them, Thursday for us, uh, I got a text from a friend saying, Brittany, oh my gosh, are you okay? And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I've been in a wow. meeting all morning. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, who wants to receive that text after a work meeting? <laughs> um. So my day was shot after that. Yeah. <laughs> my days, plural, um, have been kind of emotionally, uh, it's been emotional emotional coaster to say the least. Um, yeah. So I've immediately started to reach out to friends, friends, um, and um, people there in Ukraine, in Kyiv, in uh, different cities and in Lviv. And um, Ihor, who is the uh, writer of this message that I know of, (laughs) um, he he, um, uh, and I have messaged back and forth along with several of my good friends there. And um, him and his family, Ihor Alina and um, his daughters who are married now, crazy to me that they're old enough to be married um he's a pastor of the church christ fellowship church that i attended and uh, served with there in lviv and um we have been going back and forth about like one are you okay are you guys surviving and two like how can we pray right you know try not to be another you know noise in the crowd because <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I know their first priority is not to update their American friends, right? Their right. first priority is to stay alive. Um, and so uh, I just trying to, to trying to reach out and trying to get that communication. And um, so we've been going on back and forth and then Sunday, which is just so crazy to me that, um, that my church here in, Bentonville, Arkansas, would stop what they're doing and say, you know, we were going to study this, but instead, we are going to pray for Ukraine. Yeah, which is a country some people don't even know where it is on a map, right? Right, right. And so, for the church to say this is important enough, um, these people are important enough to to pray and to stop and pray for is just it's huge, and it was just such a blessing and just really got me, um, but. So I'm in contact with these people constantly. My sister has been gracious with me trying to get me to create boundaries so that I can sleep at night. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, I understand that.
2: Yeah. My usage, that usage ding on your phone has tripled. <laughs> let's just say um, for me, but so uh, after the first service, after praying, um, my brother-in-law, Garrett, updates the church on like all names of people, specific ways to pray, ways that they can give and donate. Um, and then uh, during the next service, Josh is um, kind of introducing what we're going to do for the day. And I look down at my phone. I'm like, I'm going to check. I'm going to check my messages one more time. And um, in my Facebook Messenger, <laughs> I receive a message from Igor and I don't know when he sent it, but I know I had already been checking Yeah. Um, and I didn't have anything from him until that moment. And I looked down and it was just like, your prayers are actually working like bombs are falling out of the sky. Um, bullets are stopped. They're missing us and we feel covered. And um,
0: yeah, he even said, like the missiles were were going. They disappeared. They didn't know where they went.
2: And uh, those are like Like,
0: things that were being exactly prayed for in the service. Yes.
2: Yes. And so I show it to Garrett and I say, oh my gosh. And so he gets up after Josh speaks and says this message from e to the church. And Josh looks at me, he's like, we literally just prayed for this. This, (laughs) We had just asked God for this. And it was just so powerful and such an example of like how God is listening and he is, oh my gosh, he is in control and in charge and he pays attention and um, that our prayers mean something and um, it doesn't just fall on deaf ears. And regardless of when he actually sent that message, I think it was absolutely divine that I got it at that specific time, not just to praise what's happening in ukraine to praise his god's sovereignty and his protection but also as an example for his church his american church to say to show us that prayer is powerful and it does something and um to be a church that prays is so important not to say oh yeah i'll pray for you and then never actually do it right but to say i'll pray for you and i'm going to do it right now and i'm going to do it with the expectation that God is going to actually move. And what an example, what an example of God saying, okay, I'm going to show you that I will move and I'm going to show you that I will do this. Yeah. And um,
0: yeah, this season has been, this season has been in desperate need of this kind of testimony. You know, that's why I had, when I saw this post come out on Facebook from pastor Josh, I was like, we've got to talk about this. I've got to track down the the sources on this. I need to verify it. I need to hear the backstory because, you know, it, we need to, uh, We need the body of Christ to hear this. We need these testimonies to build our faith and our commitment in such a way that we'll pray with effectiveness and intercede for a different outcome of what's going on in Ukraine. And like you said, it's a broader example to the body of Christ about the urgency of prayer and the legitimacy of prayer Mm -hmm. in our day-to-day lives even, and is so commendable that uh, New Heights, Bentonville pivoted to embrace this, really respond to the Holy Spirit and pray into this in an intentional way. And I really felt yeah. when I heard this and I hear your story, I hear Josh's story and I see the post and the response from the pastor in Ukraine. I, this is like a teachable moment, I feel for the body of Christ. Yeah. And and I felt that today we needed to do this on this episode so that people would respond in prayer and be compelled to pray for a different outcome and for God to move. And even for practicals and tacticals, like we saw answered in those prayers where you would pray something in this meeting at church and you'd get a text that exactly what you had prayed had just happened. So that to me is profound. And it's such a timely exhortation.
2: Absolutely. It, I think it is just further proof that, you know, we are called to take part in this we are yeah. called to take part in the gospel we are called to take part in what is going on in this world and it it kind of pops our little northwest arkansas or wherever you live it pops your little bubble to, to and it helps you to see that god's heart for the nations is real yeah you know and um that you are a part of that you're you are uh, an Arkansas part of that or um, in that you can pray for these people and it is, and it changes lives um, just as much as they could pray for you and change yours. That's right. We are connected and we are God's children and blessed and um, beloved. um, But also that he is mighty and he is powerful and that the kingdom is going to move ahead forcefully. And we want to be forceful men and lay hold of that. Um, yeah, praying in power and praying with expectation. I think that's so much what we there. There's a not a lack of faith, maybe, but a timidity to pray with expectation. That because it's been a hard, you know, two and a half years. Yeah. Right? <laughs> People are probably a little gun shy. I mean, a war will really put things into perspective, and maybe it's a war in a country that you've barely even thought about, and but it puts things into perspective. Right. And um, like like uh, people have contacted me who I haven't spoken to in years, not for any reason other than just life happens, right? right? Like years just, and they're like, wait, didn't you live in Eastern Europe at some point? Is this the country you lived in? And I'm like, yes. And then I get to share with them about Ukraine, about what I did there, about God's love for his nations. And it's just been, so cool to see so many people just recognize the validity of this human life of, um, the importance of <laughs> seeing the world outside of your little comfort zone. Um, but also just seeing, man, seeing what God can do. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Seeing what
2: God can do. Absolutely. Mm. Like I've got messages of, of church services being had um, with refugees like there's a church in turniple that uh i i know some of the the pastors there and they've been posting they've they've served over 200 refugees in their church and um they're not only feeding them and providing for them physically but they're also providing for them spiritually they yeah. have bible studies and they have worship sessions while they're hunkered down <laughs> There was one post that was like, okay, we're in the bomb shelter and missiles are flying up above, but we're seeing, um, I could sing of your love forever Yeah, in Ukrainian. And it was just like, if that, if that doesn't affect you, then I don't know what
0: will. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. a, it's, it's a, it's a trying time. And it's a yeah. real life uh, tragedy and catastrophe that's going on. But we have an all powerful God and we're part of an unshakable kingdom. And uh, God is responding to our prayers and working through prayer. So thank you for helping us encourage and exhort the body of Christ and this audience, especially that's going to hear this, uh, that now is now like no other is the time to really lean in and pray and not mm-hmm. miss this moment in spiritual history. All right. Be blessed.
2: Thanks. You too.
0: You know, God has invested a lot into the recovery of the millions of people who had no chance to know about him, those trapped behind the iron curtain. And I've personally invested blood, sweat, and tears in the early years of Ukraine's freedom and openness. I believe God is not done with this country. They are just getting started as an established nation, and Christ has paid the ultimate price to redeem all that was lost in that region. And I know that God is not done with Ukraine. Thank you for listening to the Metron Manager podcast presented by Jonathan Nowlin and the Metron Manager Project. Remember, God has given you permission and a commission to work. Learn more at metronmanager.com.